It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans around my dining table for the very last time. Next week, we're going to be somewhere even more exciting. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just how many? One, two, three, four, five of the many thousands of fascinating people who live, or in this case, pass through New Orleans. You'll get to hear absolutely stunning live music for the next hour. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, my very special guest sitting around my very own dining table for the very last time. Are in no particular order, Keith Allen Morris. Hi, Keith. How are you doing? Keith is a professor of film at Dillard University and winner of the 2012 Social Change Film Fest and Institute's Media Educator of the Year Award. That's quite a mouthful. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Keith. You're Educator of the Year. Thank you. Thank hey, you. and you brought two of your students with you. Let's well ask them in a minute what they think about that award. Sounds good. Keith Allen Morris is also a filmmaker. He's the writer, director, producer of Gutter King. What are you doing? Andrew, taking a tequila what break there. Oh, you can pl- oh, you can stop if you need a drink. Okay. Yeah, okay. Take a break and then you know pick it up in a minute. Keith is also a filmmaker. He's the writer, director, producer of Gutter King, an indie favorite that has screened at festivals across the country and around the world, including the prestigious Cannes Film Festival. Keith has been working lately with director Spike Lee on his latest project, Old Boy, filming in New Orleans. We're going to ask you about that for sure. Everybody asks me about that film. And is in post-production on his latest feature film, Runaway Hearts. Wow. Like a sort of a superstar guy. Christine Fitzpatrick is sitting across the table. Christine is a hair and makeup artist specializing in film, television, and print. Christine, pay attention for a minute. What do you mean specializing in film, television, and print, hair and makeup? What else is there? What else is there? Yeah, I mean, would you do hair and makeup for radio, for example? <laughs> yeah, sure, anything. Lean in so I can hear you. Sure. What do you mean specializing in film, television, and print? You can take a break if you like, Andrew, for a minute. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I'll pick up this. I'll make it more professional in a minute. But what the heck does that mean? That what else could you specialize in besides film, television, and print? Oh, there's so many other things. Maybe I could work in a salon or a spa or... Uh, I see. So the school that I went to was particularly to specialize in those things. Okay. Hey, Andrew, come back. I've got to pick it up now. <laughs> so uh, we'll get back to being like serious now, the real introduction. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Christine has been living in New Orleans for two years after coming here to volunteer on the BP oil spill cleanup. Christine's recent projects include working with Sucre New Orleans, Lola Boutique, Olga, who's been on our show a couple of times, and on HBO's Treme. Besides film and TV work, Christine also does weddings, transforming brides on their wedding day. Oh, yeah. How delightful. Okay. Is it sounding more professional now, do you think? Okay. Also with us, our special music guests this week are the Ark Animals, three Texans who met in New Orleans in the swamp. Okay, that's interesting. And they'll live here in New Orleans. We only have two of them with us today. Uh, Dennis Sager, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, sir. Dennis is a poet and drummer. And uh, Matt... Guitarist. And singer. <coughs> really? Okay. Oh, I see. Singer, guitarist. He's the poet and drummer is Christian who's not here. Where'd he go? He's decided not to come. He's in class. Sore throat. Okay. And Matt Safarian is here as well. Yeah. Howdy. Man, Matt's not looking too good. I mean, you look great, but oh, I mean, yeah. you I, feel bad. I always look good. You look fabulous. You always yeah. look like this. I didn't mean that in any I'm bad a way. The, the, the band, the Ark Animals, <laughs> tell twangy stories of feedback and grit. At live venues around town, like Tipitina's, where they recently opened for the Generationals, they're a good band as well. The Ark Animals' debut album, Waiting for Marriage, is available wherever good downloads are sold for just five lousy dollars. That's a good deal. Hey, you guys. Yeah, we're glad to be right. here. Yes, it's great Thanks to have us. you. I love your yeah. stuff as well. Thank and you. playing the guitar in place of Mitch Foreman, who's actually making a record in Connecticut somewhere, is the fabulous, talented, and always charming Andrew Duhon. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Grant. How Welcome are you? back. Andrew Good is a singer-songwriter who's, who's, uh, who I like to call our resident troubadour because it makes no sense whatsoever. Happy hour troubadour. He's our happy hour troubadour, a singer-songwriter who wanders the country and when he stops wandering, comes back and hangs out with us here. In, in New Orleans at, at happy hour for nothing but a couple of fr- and he, b- he bought his own six pack of beer that's today. right that's yeah, so yeah, nice of you bring the beer, so that was a very kind thing of you to do thanks and uh, how and Andrew's just to let you know Andrew's new album is out uh, any day like in the next couple of months uh, how's it looking March 9th is the release we have a release um, date yep okay and uh, I just actually heard the final masters today so that's pretty cool wow how did you feel I, I, my heart skipped a beat when I heard this one part where I thought I heard like the little Apple volume button click, <laughs> you know, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> let me play that again. It, I, I believe that I was mistaken, you, luckily. It was a memory of yeah, a click I, rather yeah. than a click itself. My mind 
heard it, but it was playing what's tricks it, on me. What's it like when you hear that back after all that work? I must. I know you guys are in that boat. I guess you've all made work that you suddenly have to say one day it's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's, uh, what's it like when you? I mean, when are you finished? When are you ever finished? I, well, I think I think it's less about finished for me. I don't know about you fellas, but uh, it, it it's more confusing as to whether the next element is a good idea or not you, get, you enter this vertigo of mm-hmm. what's making the song better and what's not yeah. and i i i have trouble with that myself there's that like fear of overproduction exactly it's the scariest word in the oh, music yeah. industry it's the worst dennis do you produce your own stuff uh no we we work with a friend back in dallas he's like a childhood friend of mine i've been working with him for like 10 years uh and it's also we, we work in such a laid-back environment it was i recently recorded at the loyola studio and it was just really weird I'm just used to like hanging out with my friend who right. has a studio in his back house. Well, you don't need a real recording studio no. anymore to do any of this. Thank the Lord. Do you believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Uh, I, I guess on most days I believe in God. What kind of days don't you believe in him uh, or her or it? Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Really? <laughs> Mondays suck. <laughs> do you think God created Mondays or Satan? I think it was uh, an accident, just like a <laughs> accidental. Like, oh, you drop, I dropped the ball there, guys. Sorry. Sorry, I dropped a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could could God make mistakes though? Yes. What kind of a God makes mistakes? I thought the whole point of God is that. <laughs> let me let me get another drink. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we have a bunch of tequila. We have the tequila. We have beer, mm-hmm. tequila, and king cake here today. King we should, yes. Well, if we're going to get into this conversation, we should probably drink some wine, I would think. I don't know if we have any wine. We'd have to oh. check. But the good thing about King Cake is it's got baby Jesus in there That's as well. True. Right? Yeah. That is yeah. true. That's true. That's what it's all about. Yeah, if you're not living in New Orleans and you're listening to this outside and for, you've just stumbled on this and for some unaccountable reason are still listening after five minutes, maybe someone can tell you what King Cake is. Christine, you just came here two years ago. Correct. Oh gosh, and I've read so much. I've and like you don't know what King Cake is? King you must know if you've only just got here, surely. I've literally researched it. Um, Turn that microphone around just a little bit. So it's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what you know about King Cake. This is like a test. This is like meet the press. Oh, no. no. You I'm know like David Gregory. are always testing me. <laughs> are they really? You feel that you're being tested a lot since you've been here? No, I'm totally joking. Oh, God, I can't um, tell. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, but time's up because we haven't got all day. (laughs) You really don't know what king cake is for real? Are you serious? I totally forgot. Keith, shaking your head, you don't know either. I know that it's not supposed to be sold before January sixth, right? Which is twelfth night, which is the twelfth night after Christmas. And I know that there's a little plastic baby inside, (laughs) and you might choke and choke on it. So you got to be careful. Yes, you do. They, they, most of these king cake boxes now come with a warning that says either the baby's not in there, it's, stuck, it's, in the, it's just loose and you have to shove it in yourself, mm. or it comes with a warning that there's a baby in there and you could choke to death. I don't think anyone's ever choked on a king cake, have they? Do you know? Of course they have. Yeah. yeah. You can choke on anything. <laughs> to death? Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> you know. You can choke on yeah. like two yeah. inches of water or is yeah. that drown? Yeah. Andrew, you think people have choked on a king cake Absolutely baby? people have choked on a king cake But I mean, it, like terminally? I... What a horrible way to die. I don't know. Should How we look through the microfiche? Yes. <laughs> Someone Google that, would you, and let us know. So, okay, so I'm going around the table. Who knows what a king cake is? You guys moved here from Texas, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a pass. I kind of know what a king cake is. I know that okay, it's good luck. Okay, Matt. It was far yeah. away. You're hogging it. Um, okay, now you sound it's beautiful. A, I know that I had, like, a Catholic girlfriend for, like, super Catholic girlfriend for, like, Four years. What was that like? So you really just had a cal- uh, you really just had a friend then. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't observe all. Of okay, that's good. Yeah, good <laughs> she was just like all in. What was the contraception a, a situation? <laughs> oh God, the spaceman. <laughs> space oh, I'm serious man. about that. <laughs> I, I wore spacesuits when I went into the bedroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, basically, uh, all I know about king cake though is that is that it's good luck to. Find the baby or to get the piece. Well, it depends what you define as good luck. What Mm -hmm. is the what's it got to do with your super Catholic girlfriend and what happened to her? She told me about it. Oh, she's from here. She's from New Orleans. Uh, no, she's from Texas, but uh, I met her in New Orleans. Weirdly enough, I meet a lot of Texans in New Orleans. I seem to gravitate towards them. Is king cake something that's taught in in Catholic high schools? Did you guys go? Anyone go to a religious school? Yes, I went to Catholic uh, grammar school and high school. Which one? Elementary school. Went to St. Catherine Elementary School and Rummel High School. St. Catherine of Siena. Yep. And Rummel. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. You, you played football for Rummel. No, I played baseball. Baseball. Was it baseball? I'm sorry. So um, 
Do they teach you about king cake? That's not in the Bible, surely. <sighs> no, well, but I think I know what it is. But well, you, you, you probably know, know it, better than no, I No, I don't know anything, but you know what it is. For I, I think I do. Okay, so I'm just... What really is it? I Let's thought, get to it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I want him me. to tell me, so if I'm wrong, I just, you know... <laughs> I don't even know. I'm okay, assuming it's here's something what to do I with baby it, Jesus. Right. It, it, I, I believe that they're, they're, the idea... It was actually a French cake originally, but um, the tradition was carried over from France, and the idea is... You're supposed to eat the cake and find the baby, just like the the Magi found the baby Jesus uh, on in a cake. Well, no, but uh, we <laughs> three, find the baby three wise bakers, and now we know why. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, the person I, gets the baby. The, the whole is the whole to idea. Buy the next one, right? This Kids. is true. Yes, you're right oh, about yeah. that. But that's yeah. that's less about the tradition. That you know that that came when when elementary school started to buy cakes and they had to figure out which parent <laughs> had to buy the cake. But really? uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a lanyard. Thing. Is it, did I say that right? Lanyap. Lanyap, yeah. Lanyap. Yeah. Well, lanyap is something that you get something for nothing. Buying a king cake is not. That's, oh, right. That cost okay. me about, uh, I can't remember now, like 12 bucks, I think. Really? I which, which, uh, which? I bought that around the corner at a brand new place here on Britannia Street called Manhattan Jack. It's good. Oh, it's, cool. it's, it's really a good. Oh, yeah. Cake. I just that went there pla- the other day. Isn't that place great? Cool coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. very cool. So this comes from Manhattan Jack. If you listen to this and you're buzzing around uptown New Orleans, check it out. It's on Britannia Street. Funnily enough, where did the gym used nice to be? Nice confections, Let's yeah. Test. <laughs> yeah. Students, did you guys like it? How, how did it taste? Good. Okay. If you're they an, said it was animated good. response. Okay. You're, it is pretty good, isn't it? All right. I'll try it. So, yeah, try it, Keith. <laughs> so the, originally in the king cake, it wasn't a baby. It was a bean, apparently. You're right. right. Oh, I remember yeah. this story. Uh, I don't even know. Someone just told me that yesterday, so that's fresh in my mind. I don't mm-hmm. know why it was a bean or what a bean has got to do with I Jesus. I knew I was going to get it wrong. Well, I, don't know. I, th- I thought it was the baby is baby Jesus. It, it, yeah, it is. Right. But where the bean, I don't know why we got from how we went from a bean I, to yeah. to a plastic baby. What? Keith, what do you think of the king cake? It's now? amazing. Where was this bought? M- Manhattan Jack, it's called, on Britannia Street. I'm going there. Check it out. It's right around the corner. Right I, the I went there the other day to get a cup of coffee, and they gave away some samplings of free brownie Oreo, caramel brownie Oreos. Wait, no. Caramel Oreo brownies. That's mm, right. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Hey, so let's talk about. I mean, there's plenty of time to get to everybody. So far, we've got to nobody. That's right. <laughs> let's um, let's talk music for a minute, Ark oh, Animals. All right. That's what so do. tell us. In the, <laughs> I mean, um, I do you know extensive research for the show. As anyone listening to it has heard, I'm, I'm sure you guys have listened to every show I've ever done. And you'll know, obviously. So I, I I googled Ark Animals and I found a veterinary clinic in Missouri. Yeah, I've I found that too. Yeah, and uh, that's all I found. <laughs> yeah, it's like. You don't even have a, pass. You don't, is it, you don't even have a website. Uh, it's in production. Yeah, we ha- we have a beta. <laughs> oh, well, I couldn't. Website. It doesn't come up in my Google search, and I looked yeah. at the first three things if on the list. If you do arcanals.com, there's a nice coming soon sign with some cool yeah, graphics. It, it like falls down. It cascades. No, that's arcanals.com slash beta. Oh my bad. So uh, <laughs> we don't music get... online. Any websites? That yeah, we we've got a Bandcamp. We use our Facebook pretty extensively. Uh, I just made an Instagram called. Animal food, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna Instagram photos of food that we cook or see on tour. It's kind of like a, a big kind of like friend project. We're also on like some. We're on a lot of blogs. Like we're on Good Music All Day, and we're on. Well, I haven't got all day to research all that. Yeah, sort of I mean, thing. I'm I looking for a bio. I couldn't I, even find that. When I Google what? us, I always find it. But I think my computer like remembers that I'm in the band yeah. or something. Yeah, it does. Like, you it makes you. It that. makes you feel so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah on my yeah. computer, I'm like the number one makeup yeah. artist. Everyone's <laughs> Google it. Yeah. The Google, I stand yeah. there, you're like, yo, dude, I'm in the band, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's good at Googling themselves. Yeah, yeah. Google really got that <laughs> figured out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it makes uh-huh. you feel great. Yeah. yeah. You think you're a superstar. Well, anyway, so tell me, I have got no searching, probing, deep questions to ask you because I don't know cool, a cool. thing about you except um, it said you on your Facebook page or somewhere, it says you met in the swamp in New Orleans. That's why yeah. someone wrote that for me in the... What swamp is there in New Orleans that you could have met at? <laughs> and can you answer it while you're playing something on that fancy mandolin? Schwancy. This is a this is a ukulele, and I've actually oh. never played ukulele before. Yeah. This is wow. your first time on ukulele. Yeah. This is my first time on a podcast on a yeah. ukulele. Okay. This is his first time on a ukulele on a podcast. And um, we met. Uh, I met the drummer. I, I actually played in kind of like an alt country band in Dallas, where the drummer and I are from uh, back in high school. And we ended up going to school down here in New Orleans, and we... How did you do that? How did you end up going from school in Dallas to school in New Orleans? Uh, I went to Tulane, he went to Loyola. Oh, I see. And you went to actual university <laughs> school. <laughs> you went, what did you <laughs> study at Tulane? Uh, I'm, I just applied to graduate today, actually. Uh, I'm Congratulations. Gonna, thank you, yeah. Good job. Professor, Professor Morris will talk about it. I can't yes. wait to tell my parents. 
<laughs> Wait, what do you mean you applied to graduate? You, you've got enough it's just credits. Pap- it's just paperwork. But you have enough credits now it's to graduate. It's a bureaucracy. So you're a graduate. Oh, yeah, yeah. As of today, you've just no, it's, added it's, it all It's just up. like one step in the eight hoops I have to jump through. So what did you graduate in today? Um, I'm going to graduate. Will. Uh, if all goes well, this is knock yes. on wood. Yeah. Uh, I'll end up with an economics and English double major so well that's good and that so that sets you up for a career in rock and roll yeah obviously because you have to count and speak mm-hmm. so there's your english and your economics i actually it? really like that because i i i got a degree in psychology and it doesn't serve me at all but i thought it maybe it was like a a, a waste lu- of time a lucrative way to to, well, to do philosophy but you know from afar yeah. or something you <laughs> meet a lot of assholes on the road so you've got a psychology <laughs> background true, yeah. and you can like kind of one one ahead of the yeah. game puddle. i don't i don't use it other than subconsciously every yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> christine you went to school right in michigan yes i went to beauty school beauty school mm-hmm. I mean, i've got a great thing about you. I, you there's a lot of stuff about you on the web oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh, this is a good <laughs> this is a good sentence it says that um uh, that you received a beauty artistry certificate at Makeup Designery. Uh-huh. Is that a school? Yeah, that's Makeup a s- Designery. That's a school in Burbank, California. That Can was you even the spell Designery? They spell <laughs> Designery different. It's like... What is different from what? It's not even a word, is it? Oh, okay. So that's why it was <laughs> in spell check. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that come up in spell check? A lot, I would Who's ever heard of a designery school? <laughs> it's actually world-renowned. I don't what world are we living in now? Well, in the world of hair and makeup. In the world of hair and makeup, that's where we're now. I guess it's a, it's a sort of a wacky word, designery. It is, isn't D-S-I-G-N-O-R. it? D-S-I-G-N-O-R. It's like design and finery, and finery happens to be one of my favorite words. Oh, yeah. So. It's like an, a nursery for design. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like that. How many, excuse me, wiping my nose because I'm emotional. How many, <laughs> how many years did you have to spend at designery school? Or school of designery, I should say. If they go by hours, not by years. Mm. Ah, so I love that. A school you can graduate in a couple hours. hours. 200 hours. I know a motel like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and some women. Do you have to do 200 hours consecutively? Yes. Well, you're not allowed to sleep. Wait, no, 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 no. Not consecutively. <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay. So, yeah, my hair is that's a makeup artist. <laughs> that flew over that my That was head. a joke. Um, so 200 hours over the space of what? How long? Say. Of a month. That's it. It's a month school. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I could do that. What do you learn? <laughs> you learn hair and makeup, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So after a one month course of 200, how many, suppose this, like, how many business days in a, in a month? 20? 20? No. Something. Yeah. 20 sounds right. What are you looking at? Well, unless you count the Saturdays. Okay, so 10 hours a day. UPS does, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> so you do like 8 to 10 hours a day, and then you can let loose on people's faces and hair. Um, that's after I've already. That's after you have a cosmetology license, which okay. is eighteen hundred hours. Uh, okay, so it's like mm-hmm. a postgraduate designery yes. uh-huh. thing. Okay, back to the arc animals. I'll come back to that in a minute. I just wanted to clear that up. So, okay, you guys met in the swamp, which we even didn't find out where there is a swamp in New Orleans. Yeah, we it's met near the like, King Cake. I guess we didn't technically meet in the swamp. We met. I met Dennis at a house party. I'm much younger yeah. than Dennis. Ne- neutral ground. We met at neutral ground. ground? Oh. He came to uh, me and the drummer played at neutral ground, which uh, is a club here. Yeah, right on Sonia, right, right down the street. Yeah, uh, really we a band then. Though. Yeah, we we just kind of played songs for an hour once a week, and then uh, got a little more serious. We got a cool gig uh, with this local group called Chinkapin Records and uh, our collective. And then You're taking the spot of a band I was in. Yeah, it's it's a long, <laughs> awesome story. Uh, you bumped a band off the roster that you were actually yeah. in. Well, our, he, he, our buddy's grandfather. Oh God, he had yeah. to go back to Connecticut or something, so we were supposed to play, and then so... We oh, n- yeah. So the drummer and I ended up playing the show, met a bunch of people, and kind of got good feedback. Matt ended up joining us on a couple songs, our next house party. We were kind of born at a cafe, and then we were... Arc Animals, the three of us, was born at house parties. So that's kind of what we prefer. Okay. Yeah. I Good play name. With, I play with Christian. Yeah. Love the Keith, name. you have a question? Love the name. Thank I'd love you. to hear you guys play something. Yeah, I'm Okay, excited. that's a good idea. What are we going to hear? Uh, yeah, we're going to play a song. It's the first track on our uh, debut called uh, Face Full of Metal. Um, <laughs> All right. <where's> <laughs> I'm just like thinking about how I'm going to do this. It'll be fun. Can we grab uh, that? Can we have this mic? Uh, over here. Oh, oh the yeah, mics are okay. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll Chris yeah. will take care of the mics for you, but right. we can you can have it over there if you want it. Do you need yeah, a mic stand, yeah, as well? I have a stand as well? 
Okay. Need more space? Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be all right. Um, we can throw that over yeah. there for you. I guess I met you at a house party. I don't know. I just came to your house because you're like, there was a house party at your house, and you guys were like, oh, you should play with us. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm down to play. I was drinking. I was like, whatever. And it worked out. So you're still maintaining, Matt, that it was a house party, not the it neutral definitely, ground. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I guess so I Dennis met them wrong. at a neutral ground. I, okay. I met you at a neutral ground, but uh, I never like thought I'd ever play with you. You weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Look how times have changed. We're on a podcast. Uh, we, we love. Uh, we pr- we're pretty lazy. We have a practice space in Mid City that we don't use we, that I often. Don't think, I think there so uh, we play really uh, obscurely. We have really weird practices where we'll have. So this is pretty normal for us to play with the ukulele. Um, Which you've never played with so. before, ever. No, I, I think I played with ukulele one time when I was living back home in Texas in Houston. Just like. At a party, very messed up, just like picked it up, and I didn't know what I was doing. I don't even remember the night quite no. very much. But so this is your second ukulele experience? Yeah, I guess so. Nice, okay. Let's see how this goes. All um, right. All right, let's do this. Face full of metal, yeah. arc animals. Born in the 50s and TV dinners and beauty queens They ruled the world Take me back to Michael's house In that living room On that couch You shut my mouth I thought it was it's great. Kinda, yes. I went to, yeah, I, I, I like studied jazz music in high school, and I went to like a school in Houston for jazz, so playing things I don't know was what I learned. So you're an improviser. Hi, yeah. Brooks. Uh, I didn't know there was a uh, jazz high school in Houston. Uh, there's a school called HSPVA, High School for the Performing Visual Arts, and mm-hmm. uh, Beyonce went there. Beyonce went there. Oh. Um, that people sounds in like, famous that jazz. that sound like that uh, cervical cancer? A little bit, I guess. What, yeah. is, that, what is that called? Oh. HPV. HPV? Ah. Okay. Hang on. Like, uh, HPV, is that, that's, the pre, that's the pre-cervical cancer thing. You didn't learn that in designery school, right, Christina? <laughs> no. So what's the name of the school? HSPVA, High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. Uh, a lot of famous jazz guys in Marge is kind of like um, 
trying to think. Uh, Miles Davis. Well, no, my, uh, Miles. I studied Miles Davis. Uh, I was a big Miles fan. He's my favorite, actually. I'm really excited for Jazz Fest because Wayne Shorter is going to be there. Is he really? Yeah, I just saw that on my phone when I was in class. When I was well, Mitch Foreman, who's our piano player on the show normally, who's not here today, played with Wayne Shorter. That is in awesome. the Wayne Shorter Quartet. Uh, I've gotten so to play that? with uh, Jason Moran, uh, who is a graduate of HSPBA, and uh, Robert Glasper. Um, and I, um, what did I you, what, what instrument did you, play? I played jazz guitar. Uh, it's like I applied and I just started playing guitar and somehow I got in and, uh, they only accept like one guitarist a year, 500 applicants. And I was really lucky and they just teach you how to improvise. You must be slightly more than luck. That was a little well, bit of no, false no, modesty it was, perhaps. It was, it was, it was pretty lucky cause like apparently the guy who beat me out couldn't come. So <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> like, uh, sometimes life just works like yeah, that. Yeah, um, but my teachers hated me. I was not the best jazz. Why, why would anybody hate you? Because uh, I, I, I kind of tend to play what I want to play. Like one of my teachers said to me, uh, "Who are Matt, you? Matt, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You just listen to thi- what we're playing and just play along, and it seems to work out for you." So fuck what, you. What are you? Su- <laughs> what are you supposed to do in jazz? You're supposed, supposed to know to... like the chord change. You're supposed to know what key you're in. You know the keys changing here. You know the relative minor. You know you can do the diminish there. You're do you know, know that? But you just no, don't I care. Don't you just it. don't know it at all. I just know the names. <laughs> okay. Well, that's worked out fine. Yeah, I've been lucky. Did you graduate? I did graduate. It was high school. Kind of had to. Oh, that was high. <laughs> 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 you, then you came here to, to, Loyola, to yeah, Loyola. Here, what did I, you study? I'm studying music industry studies at Loyola. Are oh, you in this? Music industry studies course right now. Yeah. And how long have you got to go? I got two more years. Yeah. Okay. So you, how many? Is it a four-year course? Yeah, four-year course. I'm a sophomore, second semester. Okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm. It's a lot of fun. Are you a good student, or they're telling you that you fuck off and you're hopeless? I'm an all right student. Luckily, though, in the program, it seems to be like if you're a bad student but you're busy doing a lot of musical stuff. Like I'm on tour with this kid a lot, and then in like in the other band, I'm like hanging out and we're on tour, and I'm working with some local labels like Community Records and stuff all the time. Like I'm on a list of people that don't necessarily do good in class, but they think are going to be successful, so they're willing to help out with internships. So I'm in this weird loophole area. Yeah. That sounds quite positive, Keith. As a professor, is that how school works now? You don't have to actually be a good academic student as long as you're doing community work? Some of my best students are the ones that are like more community-minded, but they have horrible grades. They're just poor students. They so don't care. What is the definition of horrible grade in a film school? Like, uh, not really in the film classes, but you know, in a yeah. liberal arts education, you have to take so many different classes. and It's, it's a different generation. Some what is them, it? What do you mean? Some they just care about what they what they're passionate about instead of the this, over this you know instead of, instead of all things. And uh, when you, by the time you get to college, though, aren't you supposed to follow your passion rather than most definitely? You I just come from a different generation where we actually like for some stupid reason tried at everything, <laughs> tried hard. <laughs> and this generation, I think, has it figured out more, in the sense that they realize that you know if they follow their passions and they follow them all the way then they will do well in that. And what are they... Um, it's a weird... What are they neglecting? It's a weird thought pattern to change that whole mindset of the liberal arts education and think yeah, that, um, you know, passion is the be-all, end-all for students. If you're in the right program, you're going to pick up that stuff anyway. You just might not get grades in it. You know what I mean? I mean, I get all right grades. Like, I, last year, I had, like, a 2830. Like it wasn't like bad. Like I'm trying to do my parents right, you know, cuz they're paying for my education. But uh Definitely. Like other than that though, like they know this is what I want to do. Like we're trying to go we're going to South we're not trying. We are going to play South by Southwest and uh I have to take a week off of school, so I had to talk to all my professors and be like, "Hey, I'm not going to be in your class for a week." Some of them are really down. Some of them are like, "Uh, my mom not very down." Like <laughs> right. she so uh, she's worried about, you know, all my grades and stuff and like they support what I want to do, but they also don't support it. And that's just the way it is. Mm. Yeah, okay. it's tough. I used to teach music industry. Yeah, I taught what, what Full Sail as part of the entertainment business program. <laughs> and I taught um, also at Dillard. I taught some of the intro to music business classes. I worked for, rec- for record labels for years in New York City. What did you do for record and labels? I, I was like the brand strategist marketer, the guy that put the package together, even did the album covers. I did everybody from Bill Monroe to B.B. King, their covers, awesome. met with them, traveled with them, and took photos for their packages, etc. I worked so, for uh, the King Biscuit. 
uh, Flower Hour. You may have known, ever heard. It was of a radio show. Yeah, it was a radio Great show, radio and then they show. owned Blues. all the rights to yeah, everybody right. that played on Friday nights. It was the only live radio show that across the country with live music. That was a brilliant yeah. show. You worked on that. I worked on the. I worked for the record label that owned all the rights to those. So they released all those albums. I did like fifty-six albums a year. It was fifty-six nuts. albums a year. That's uh, one a week and more. Yeah, it's in, I, and and four I brought extra. in students to intern and do art packages. I that's mean, awesome. I'm doing all the time. I also cool. worked for. Um, Ellipsis Arts and the Relaxation Company. You guys ever hear them? They do world music? I, yeah. I think I've heard yeah, Ellipsis Arts. Uh, so we would do full packages. It? We'd partner up with professors <coughs> and they would write you know, books and then we'd put the album in the back. The what was it like back. working at a relaxation company? <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> stressful? It was, Completely stressful. It was, it was hippies everywhere. It was great. We would like have drum circles once a day <laughs> and go into the hallway and just... So how did you we, get... We had tuning fork albums. We did, a, did an you, album really? with... Seriously? Oh, yeah, we did a an album. Fork album. We did an album with um, the guy from Yes, the lead singer. What's his name? Anderson? Mm. He sang with the whales in Hawaii. <laughs> of course he did. Wow. Of course he did. <laughs> I've done it all. Those. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me for some reason. A tuning fork album, though. Imagine that. that. This yeah. is not the same. Was this the same company that does the... The, the King of Flower Biscuit. No, that was a different one. What is it? King Biscuit, King Biscuit Flower Hour. Diff- that was two different jobs. Right. Which one came first? King. No, Ellipsis Arts came first. Right, and then, so you moved on from Biscuit. that. To, yeah, to I, that was out on Long Island. And then I moved to Manhattan and worked there and never looked back. Worked there 10 years as a digital media specialist. So what would you do each day? You'd go into the office, which was where? I would just make art. It was great. You just you just do, but you said brand management. So you would right. take like a BB King. I would album. look at the history of all of BB King's albums, and all the liner notes, the photos, everything, and then I would try to make something better than that. And this is in the period of time when we had album covers, right? And then everything which went was, digital at which that was time. When, well, that's exactly. when things started to go digital, <laughs> and and we were starting to figure it out. You know, trying to figure it out. And uh, so albums are still there. You still need visuals for mm. iTunes, etc. Definitely et still need visuals. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and websites. Uh, yeah. There's actually, I feel like a studying music industry. There's a ch- more of a. We're all going back towards like the vinyl thing again. Physical copies. We found our best success like has been when we connect like with our like fans like and kind of like. I don't know, just like give them something physical, something they yeah. can hold on to. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we give out a bunch of CDs all the time, and I know that like everyone messages us if we ever get messages asking for merch it's always about vinyl or mm. something like that or right. a poster right. or something it's never the about s- oh the digital album like, yeah. I want the, we give all our music line for free the yeah. small labels that can figure out the marketing early yeah. on are the ones that succeed um asthmatic kitty has yeah. done that with and i work with them on my last film gutter king they did the, all the soundtrack for it so we work with sufjan stevens and he paired us up with people on his album that that's like awesome. did him. great yeah. stuff asthmatic for us. kitty yeah yeah. Do cats get asthma? <laughs> just, I mean, just does anyone know that? It's a good question. Just wondering, is that from here? Is that a band from here? Asthmatic Kitty. No, it's, it's a, a record label. label. It's a label. Who yeah. are, are they here? No. Oh. You ever hear of Sufjan Stevens? No. Oh yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's yeah. awesome. He's on that like label. Indie. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That, I didn't know how to you pronounced God. it. God. Yeah. yeah. It was pronounced He's Stevens. like a folk. I, I yeah. listen to him a fair amount. I have some friends who are really into him. Uh, he's really cool, though. Like, he's got crazy ideas. Some of his albums are really out there. Some of them yeah. are super poppy. Some he tried to do like an, an album every state yeah. and kind of ran with gave it up, for a right? little bit. Yeah, he was like, I'm never going to do Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, oh, I understand. Oh. <laughs> Illinois is a classic album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same with Michigan. Man. Michigan? Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Christine's from Michigan. Represent. So, so, Keith... Um, how did you get from? I mean, that was, sounds like an amazing gig. That was. I mean, I didn't even know that about you at all. That doesn't show up anywhere on any of my extensive research. Oh, really? No. Is it yeah. supposed to be in one of these bios of you? Maybe somewhere? if you keep reading. Like, well, yeah. Deep down. I was the doing it in braille. Resume. So. <laughs> um, so, how did you get from that to being a filmmaker? I was just waiting. I graduated in '94, and I was just waiting for digital cinematography and filmmaking to become affordable. Um, so I worked at record labels until then. And then the first digital camera came out, what, 97, 99? And you started seeing movies in the theater that were done on like $5,000 cameras instead of, you know, a million dollars. And that was really exciting. But just those what years were, waiting what was were the, So you, you <laughs> saw that coming. Yeah. And you were waiting around to become a filmmaker. 
I was waiting to, so I could afford it and be able to do it completely on my own instead well, of You didn't want to go to Hollywood and be a screenwriter? No, and I felt like th- there was too many people playing that game and I'd never get in. So I just wanted to be completely on my own. I was lucky in college. I had a really good professor who... You were lucky uh, too, like Matt. Who like turned me on to... Who, who was the mentor for Sam Raimi and John Woo. Wow. I went to Kalamazoo College in Michigan. And his, his name was Larry Jaquith, and uh, he was a great professor. So they loved him. They, he would come, they would come to uh, support him and come and speak in so classes. In case people didn't know, that Sam Raimi was the guy who did what was that famous horror movie that he did? He did Evil Dead. Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and he screened Evil Dead Two on campus. And when he came, I like professed my love to him. I blocked him in a in a doorway. I totally did the nerd filmmaker <laughs> thing, and I uh, said whatever he needed, I'd do it. So I was his bitch for like a weekend. I, you know, I, I took him around town, showed him, you know, the city of Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> and uh, he, he was one of those guys that got lucky early. I mean, he didn't get lucky. He was you know, talented. He, he did two years in Michigan State and then went and made Evil Dead. And well, he's got a huge career in Hollywood. I mean, yeah. he's done all sorts of movies since then, right? I mean, he's the guy right. who's one of these people who's named He went into television and he did Cena and all those shows. He did Cena. And then he did That's Spider-Man. You know, he, his big break was doing... Um, what was that movie with Billy Bob Thornton? A Simple Plan. He was like 15th on the list to get that film. And all the other directors passed or whatever. And I, I read that book and I was like, I want to direct this someday. And he, he got it. And after then, he became like an A-list director. So what kind of movies are you making? Because I, um, I, I see in my extensive research that your film here called Gutter King is number 159 on IMDb. And IMDb, for anyone who doesn't know, is an internet movie database that ranks things by stars and numbers and to be number 159, I don't know whether you just made that up. But that's pretty awesome. That's <laughs> almost very a, awesome. It's yeah. unbelievable. Congrats. That's 159. I'm sure I've seen your movie then, like on the list because I'm constantly on. Yeah, Are you really, was, Matt? Yeah, I spend yeah. a lot. I'm really no wonder your grades are suffering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's well, a lot of reasons my grades are suffering. The How reason it got it? ranked that high above, like, Back to the Future, etc., was okay. because of the internet. Um, it went viral when it got its first sale to the UK and. What does it I mean? Made people a movie are stealing it or what? To, yeah, for 14 to 24 year old males. It's a bare fisted, brawling movie. And once it went viral, once somebody made a torrent of it, I mean, and then they duplicated it. There right. were 3.2 million torrents last I checked, and over 10 million people supposedly downloaded it. I don't know. That's huge. It's that target market that steals. Yeah, yeah but yeah. You, you, know? you get no money out of that. Well, we get, do you we, get recognition? We, we still sell it to, you know, we sold it to 15 countries or whatever. So we got, we made the money back in a little bit. A little bit but more. You would but think. if I would have had a dollar for every every kid that stole my movie, right? Man. you'd have $10 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, that's like... Presumably. We're, we're children of Napster and Kazaa, like free music. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to us making music, it's a no-brainer that we're giving our music away for free. Mm. Yeah. But uh, Bandcamp, Bandcamp has the ability that you can pay for what you want. You know, like when Radiohead released in Rainbows five years ago. So we get, you know, we got a message on... You know, a guy paid twenty five dollars for you know seven song EP, and he was like, "Merry Christmas! Like, y'all have a good yeah, break." Yeah, and it's, it's like, "Oh, awesome. thank you!" Like, obviously, you know how this right. music industry is. And for my business, Louis C.K. nailed it. Five dollars. Yeah. He yeah. just he had a nice conversation with people. He yeah. said, "Hey, you could be a douche and steal it, or you could give me five dollars mm-hmm. because I'm putting it all together and I'm putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into shooting this nicely." Etc. And it worked because of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right. he's they already, don't know you if you're like a little famous. indie guy like me. Yeah. Who's Louis nervous at a mic, then people don't give a crap. It's a tough game. It's a weird gig. Right now, as everything transfers to digital, online, etc. You could have had $10 million right now. Mm. That would have been a whole different conversation. Right. We'd, be, we'd be at your place. Right. 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 That's right. At your ranch <laughs> somewhere. Possibly. That's pretty amazing. So I would have thought that if you'd made $10 million like that, I mean, even though you didn't actually make the money, if you'd made 10 million copies of this thing have been stolen and it's number 159 on IMDb, someone in Hollywood would have noticed that and snapped you up and dragged you out there and made you direct a movie for them. Well, it was a good resume builder and now people pay me up front to make movies. So, so it has good. worked, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like a calling card, like they always say. Oh, make one that gets some notice and then it'll be a calling card and then you'll make some money. Up front. And nobody's getting paid on the back end. Diego Martinez of Millennium Films just spoke at Novak on Tuesday. They said they're still trying to figure out the new digital like well, distribution world. But that's the Hollywood way. It's always that way. Nobody gets paid nobody's on the back end. Nobody's paying for DVDs you. anymore. You right. know? My movie came out in 2010. Now what, tell us about the so, DVD market because that's what I keep hearing people say. The DVD is, <laughs> is a totally worthless market now. What yeah, happened there? I thought that was away. the future. Well... Um, a film like mine used to sell for to the U.S. for like a hundred thousand dollars. It was like 
kind of golden. You'd know that you'd get that kind of money. Mm-hmm. It was one of the bigger markets to sell to. And now films like mine, I won't say what mine made, but like, you know, they make $10,000 or 5000 to the U.S. That's crazy. That's what you're you know saying. Because nobody's DVD. buying DVDs yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah. So no one's yeah. buying so the, DVDs. So, the so they're all stealing it. The advance up front for yeah. each, each market that you sell it for. Christine, less. what have you been working on lately? You, you worked well, on Treme? Um, that was one time thing, but I have something funny. So I mm. actually, what were you saying about Runaway Hearts? That's what? your movie too? Yeah, Runaway Hearts. <laughs> I almost worked on your movie. Ah. I got to read your script. It was amazing. Okay, tell well, us I what, didn't write tell it. Tell us what, you didn't write that. Who wrote uh, that? I just I directed. I was like a paid, paid gig for me, a uh, hired director, okay. producer, brought in my whole, my whole team to make it. John Schneider's in it, Bo Duke and, uh, Wendell Pierce. Great New Orleans actor. Good, good cast. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, so who wrote it? Um, Scott Sansbury, a writer from Washington State, like a sports writer, oh, really? wrote it. Uh-huh. What did you think of the script, Christine? Oh, it was awesome. And was who really did you awesome. have to uh, apply for to the job for? Is it the director hires you, or um, is it some other department? No, it, there's heads of departments. Some it depends, but for that for that project, the head of the department was trying to hire me. So which department are you in? What is that? So makeup and hair. Well, that's a department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the there's films, there's like separate departments. How do you get to be the head of the makeup and hair department on a movie? Working your butt off, <laughs> but it's like a little independent movie, right? It wasn't a big budget thing. Yeah, it was. Right. A, it was a decent budget. It was. So, th- is there a head? <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is there a head of the hair and makeup department in a small movie who doesn't actually do hair and makeup? Oh no, she does the hair and makeup. Okay, so you're one of. She's one of the. Right, she's she, in, she is does the most one of that it says, "Okay, you're going to be doing so and so. You take care of this actor. You take care of this actor." And. um I had actually already had another gig booked, but I got a chance to read the script, and it was, it was really awesome. Yeah. What was it about? It was about um, kids that their the dad was a drug. Yeah, two 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 runaway kids from a bad home life, kind of meet somebody, and he's uh, going through his own things, and um, live on his property illegally, and instead of him turning him over to the to the cops, he kind of just like lets it play out. Which is a pretty interesting idea mm. to see. Uh, as everything starts to come by, they stole some money from, um, you know, the deadbeat dad, and he's he's looking for them. And um, the mom has died recently, so it's pretty tragic there. And we got some great local New Orleans actors to play the kids, and uh, they did a they did a fantastic job. So. And you're a professor of film, as well as right. a filmmaker. Right. Is that your so your day job is you're a film teacher? Right. Teach film. Right. Yep. And, uh, so you must be a pretty smart guy. You've fun. done all these incredible things. Not only have you be just turned yourself into a filmmaker from being a record cover designer or a brand manager for a record label, you just decided to become a filmmaker without going to film school. And, and how many years later? Well, I did now go to get my MFA at UCF in Florida and, um, while I was working for a brand strategy firm. And, um, and that, w- that went really well because I had to do a feature. And actually... A Secret Be Told, Gutter King was my graduate thesis film. Ooh. Ah, so you got him to pay for all the stuff and then you released it and made... Well, well we had to raise all our own budget. They brought us into the program saying that they were going to finance our films and all of a sudden the money disappeared uh, once well, we got in there. Well, so. kind of, is that typical of film school? You go to school and then they make no, you go buy was, your own film? It was just... Camera? It was a, uh, technology is so cheap now. You can make a movie off your iPhone that can get theatrical. Yeah. Is that That's actually, crazy. Is that actually true? Though? You can really? do, they have iPhone adapters five. now yeah, for yeah, iPhones and iPhone you can five. put big lenses on your, your, your digital, yeah. you know, smartphones. I'm seeing people do it. I yeah. don't a- appreciate it or approve <laughs> it, but uh, you how can much, do it. How much can an iPhone me- memory card hold though? I mean, who, well, I would shoot on an Android. I don't like iPhones. Ooh. Okay. So a Note the two, size of that thing. A so Note well, 2 even it, shoots in slow-mo, which is amazing. But you, can you re- can you really shoot on a f- on a phone like that and, and end up with enough stuff to make a f- like a feature film? Certainly, like especially really? a documentary. Wouldn't that be a, a pretty amazing thing? To, I mean, we would know if someone had done that, wouldn't we? Wouldn't that be? It's all technique. Yeah, you and can't there's all hand hold it and make it all wiggly. Yeah, right. We used an iPhone for our. Uh, I mean, I just got a GoPro actually. Yeah, and that's I've been not like bad. Having, I've had yeah. a lot of fun with it just because like I put what? it on our drummer and he'll drum. It's like so what is it, man? It's it's, it's meant yeah. for like snowboarders. That was it's just like for like extreme, extreme sports. sports. So like it's got a hard case that just like can't break. It can deal with like go underwater. Shoots it 170 degrees wide, just yeah, super wide it's angle. Like, it's supposed to be like point of view sort of shots. At least that's what I got from it. And I used it for like 
while my drum, the drummer in our canvas is playing, like Christian, he's playing, and it's from his point of view, so at a show, hopefully, it's like we have a whole show's footage from his point of view, yeah. and so we can use it for something That's one cool. day, who but we, knows? Like, all tour, we'd go into but a diner wearing yeah, a GoPro. We have, like, <laughs> people out. What about the audio on those things? The audio I mean, is good at a live show if you have the hard case on, because really? it's so loud that like, oh, okay. it doesn't clip then. Okay. So like while the but you should gonna... shoot your audio separately to yeah we an should an audio field recorder or something uh, right we're just like you couldn't make a movie it. that gets into gets a theatrical with like the audio off right. of the iPhone. no <laughs> but uh, we did use the iPhone mm-hmm. though to we have like a tour video up just yeah. from our last like short like we just did like a week or so like just for we had like we booked a couple shows like around for a week we went on I'd love to see the footage and we did yeah, we, it's, it's online it's where on where is it on YouTube. on YouTube yeah. just yeah. look up your name. Look up your name on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, uh, Arc Animals uh, Television. Like tour. Arc Animals Television. Yeah, television. Yeah. Do you remember the actual name of the link? Because we, we could tell people what it is, you know. Just um, go to YouTube and look up Arc What's Nate? in this little Arc red Nate? notebook you have that you have here? Do you have any notes in there that might be useful? I'm a slave to notebooks. Is this ideas for songs? Or just random ideas? Notes for class. I just write things down it doesn't matter if it's going to be like a poem a song a letter a, you know it's just like doesn't dude. have the youtube link in there though, right? no it doesn't it's, got a it's not a rigid hardcover either where'd you get that what kind of book is that though? uh it's half, half price books it's this miracle that exists in texas which is huge Pretty huge amazing. huh florida just, too you're not taking yeah, yeah, yeah there we go yeah i mean you get those moleskins they look similar but the hard Covers drive me nuts because yeah, you put that in your no. back pocket and you sit on your. No, like, this is <laughs> that's the thing. I always get you know I take this everywhere. You put yeah, it in your back pocket. That's a uh, solid. Uh, I was there last time I was there. They ran out of them. It's a uh, Orange Circle Studio. It's made in China. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But I bought like eight of them last time I was in yeah. town. Yeah. And have thinking about getting them? some for my students. Yeah. Like. Really. So yeah. this is a notebook. Is a big deal. Do you have a notebook, Christine? Designery um, and my phone. Right, you make notes on that. Like, right, yeah. yeah. That's what most people do. I have so notebooks are sort of coming back as well. Andrew, you, I know you're a big note taker. You're yeah. like ideas writer. Sure, yeah. you guys are too. Yeah, and yeah Keith, notebook. you're saying all your students use them. Right, right now they're all on their phones. I'm gonna buy them notebooks yeah, because they're doing a TV show, and so they have to constantly write, write, right. write every day. Yeah, and produce a show every week. Someday so. you're gonna jump in a pool with your phone, and yeah. There goes. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. Good point. Exactly. Andrew, what, we, what about playing something for us? Could do. Uh, what, would you like to do that? Yeah, he looks like he likes would you, you guys, would, have you ever heard yeah. anything Andrew's done? I in think, uh, animals? Check this right, out. Let, me, yeah, let me do this do right this. quick so we can just keep talking. Okay, we'll keep know? talking while you do it. Anybody like a piece of king cake or a shot of tequila or another beer while we're here? I'll Any, take some more king cake. Help yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. King and, uh, cake time. You guys want anything? Matt, you good? I'm good. I'm going to eat some king Dennis? cake. Okay, yeah. all right. We've got napkins over here because it's pretty sticky. Um, no one's drinking tequila this show at all. Even Ooh, though we have oh, you got time, Andrew? Yeah. Okay, all right. That's I good. have to teach That's a 6 fun. o'clock class. Yeah, I, got a, I have really? a chemistry yeah. well, you need tech class. class. Yeah. I actually have a chemistry tech class in 10 minutes. I'm just going to show up late, and I have to like smelt iron or something, so I don't want to... Smell what? Smelt iron. Smelt iron. Sorry. I was like, I'm not sure. It's like... Should I go there? Kind of messed up. Probably not. Yes. You know, kind of. <laughs> um, how many degrees does it uh, does iron smelt at? Mm. I don't know. I'm not in the class yet. <laughs> mm, I guess if you knew that, you wouldn't have to go to the class. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's on the internet though. They, they t- teach that at designery school at all, right? <laughs> Smelting. So you do airbrushing, I see. Yeah. You airbrush makeup on. Yeah. With an actual like airbrush yes. like, with a generator it or something. It is like the new hottest thing in the past few years as far as makeup. It's really fun. I really enjoy doing it. Do you ha- yes. Sorry, go ahead. Go on, Andrew. No, well, I just conjured up a question. Um, how David Bowie could you make me look, even though I have a beard? Oh, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. By the en- <laughs> I got the baby. You got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Now that's an interesting look at the baby. I yeah. almost broke a tooth on him. Well, and the, ba- on you. the baby's not pink plastic; it's uh-uh. brown plastic. That's cool. That's like unusual. a bean. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a, like bean. a bean. <laughs> Wow, did you actually break your teeth? Because then we could go back, go to, go like, back to Manhattan this, Jack. And why is this hurting? Oh. We could own Manhattan Jack. Wow. <laughs> I've never got it's it before, so. Well, you so. buy the next one. That's good luck, right? Yeah, you buy the next one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll do it. I would really think you could lacerate your mouth pretty bad on the limbs of the baby. You know, <laughs> lacerating <laughs> limbs. <laughs> it's beautiful. Lacerating limbs. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what are you? So we're all set to go here. What are uh, you, you going to yeah, play? Yeah, I'll just play a tune real quick. Uh, this is okay. off the, the next record, and you know, I, uh, 
Uh, Do we know the name of the record yet, by the way? Yeah, it's called The Moorings. It is, okay. And cool. uh, this is a tune that I don't often play, but I figured I'd play you something new, Grant, because you never get to hear anything. Oh, well, thank you. you know, I just want to keep it fresh for you. <laughs> All right. She hurls me in the cold breeze But only when she's lonely Then she'll act like she don't know me When the rain's pouring on me Still I trace her lines Till I find rest on her shoulders She ain't my travel lover Though I've passed on many others Just to chase her through the night To find no comfort in her covers Still I trace her lines Till I find rest on her shoulders And I still don't know where she goes Though I try my best to follow Where the horizon meets the sky That's where she goes to cry But she don't let me console her So I just trace her lines Till I find rest on her shoulders It's her silence that speaks to me And I swear she runs right through me Her black lace trimmed in gold For me it is my duty To trace her lines Till I find rest on her shoulders And I still don't know where she goes I try my best to follow Where the horizon meets the sky That's where she goes to cry But she don't let me console her So I just trace her lines Till I find rest on her shoulder. There's 12 different harmonicas and sometimes you pick the wrong key. Uh-huh. And I still don't know where she goes Though I try my best to follow the horizon meets the sky That's where she goes to cry But she don't let me console her So I just trace her lines Till I find rest on her shoulder Oh, oh, oh Lord, I trace her lines Life and rest on a shoulder. Thanks, y'all. How fabulous. Happy our troubadour, Andrew Duhan. What a treat. How'd you like that, guys? That was, that was awesome. awesome. Beautiful. Be great. Beautiful song, even though the uh, harmonica was in the wrong key. Yeah, I don't think I would have even time. noticed that. <laughs> you could have, I could have. You know, no, you would have fooled me. Yeah. Really, you would have. Okay. You caught on. <laughs> That's a beautiful song. Thanks for Thanks, playing man. that, Andrew. You bet, Grant. Hey, um, Christine, I noticed that you have a tattoo. I have a lot. A lot of them. Well, I noticed the fleur de lis. Yeah. That's a pretty big commitment for someone who's only been here for two years. <laughs> <laughs> How drunk I love were you? New Orleans. I was completely sober. Yeah. No, I think I had a couple of glasses of wine. What's that? And then I said, no, I think I had a couple of glasses of wine. I had a couple wine. of glasses of wine. Okay. <laughs> who, uh, who did that? Did you have that done in jail or what? Um, no. <laughs> I had it done at Uptown Tattoos. Okay. Yeah, so what made you... Did Hood do it? Or what is... 
What's... No, there was a girl that was actually from Texas, but she ah. moved back to Texas. What made you come here in the first place? Um, well, my friends own Sucre, and I always wanted to come visit. And then Your friends own Sucre? Mm-hmm. What a great friends Ooh, to have. Yeah. I know, right? Is it Joel jo- <laughs> Donda saying Sucre? No, Someone it's Tara Canna, the chef. Okay. And so him and his wife is a hairstylist. And okay. so I came down to volunteer for the oil spill, and then... What did you? What volunteering did you do? Um, well, I was actually down here during Hurricane Alex, so I ended up not being able to do anything. I sat at the pier all day. Hurricane Alex. Yeah, it was Jeez, minor. It was like very minor. But Does the anybody around this table remember Hurricane <laughs> Alex? Yeah. Everyone's drawing a blank. Can't remember. <laughs> well, Alex must have been the first one of the season. Obviously, yeah, I don't remember what what yeah, year are we talking. Yeah, it was like June of 2010. So it was wow. Hurricane Alex. Hmm. She's pretty bad when we have a hurricane yeah, and nobody remembers. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. if you had a hurricane and nobody came? So, th- do you guys know? <laughs> no, okay. So, Christine, maybe you had more wine than you thought. Yeah, could have been. That was, yeah, been. That was no hurricane. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, you came down here for a hurricane that nobody remembers except you. And yeah. And you stayed. Maybe um, you're not really yeah. here. <laughs> I think yeah. about that sometimes. Do you really? Yeah. Where do you think you might be? It feels like a dream, everything. Yeah. It doesn't feel real. Especially lately, my life feels like a dream. In a good sense. Yeah. You don't feel disconnected and disassociated. No, in a really life. good sense. Right. You're not thinking of killing yourself. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking on that. Um, what, so what, what made you come down, really? This, the oil spill. But I mean, what, what I did you do? I just fell in love with the culture. I've always loved right. the South. My dad was from Alabama. He was born and raised in Alabama. But it was like New Orleans felt like the South with culture. And I love I love it. <laughs> that's a good. We think it's a t-shirt. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You got to write. That's good. Like that neutral ground t-shirt you got from Flirty Girl. You could see if you could sell yeah. that one. New Orleans, the South with culture. The South. There's but a lot of culture. places you couldn't wear that t-shirt outside right. of New Orleans. Oh, lots of places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the South. There's one thing about the South you can say. There's a lot of culture in the South, whether you like it or not. You know, it's not. It is. There's all these places you're talking about. In mm-hmm. Alabama, there's a lot of culture in Alabama. It might not be anything you need to remember, but <laughs> yeah, you know what part of Alabama did your dad come from? Decatur. Decatur, Alabama. Mm-hmm. There's pretty famous musicians from Decatur, Alabama, right, Keith? Uh, and they like yeah. jazz guys. I mean, blues guys from. Many. Well, that's Decatur, Georgia. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Probably. Deca- I guess there were Decatur everywhere. Yeah. I've never heard of Decatur, Alabama. Just Georgia. Yeah. I'm thinking of Decatur, Georgia. What's yeah. Decatur, yeah. Alabama like? It used to be really, 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 really small town, but it's actually, I think it's grown quite a bit. You haven't been there for a while. Good no, for it. it's been a couple of years. <laughs> Good yeah. for Decatur. You know, I went recently, <laughs> for, um, <laughs> I recently filmed in Austin. Austin was really yeah, cool. Austin's yeah. all right. Yeah, we both grew up as like Austin is the dreamland, and then yeah. now we go there. and We go there pretty People, Play people, music, in, yeah. yeah people in Austin else. are hilarious. Are you still impressed with it? It sounds like you're over. It. Uh, I I live there a summer and I'm over it, but it's mostly the people that I'm over. I or, live way closer to Austin than you, and I yeah. went all the time. Uh, I live like two hours away from Austin. Houston's like two to three hours away. Two if you're like speeding, uh, and it's just like I don't know. It's just something about the people there. Like the people can be really cool. And then, then they could also be really like, oh, we're Austin. We're the coolest place in Texas. Yeah. Like, yes. Else? I, I experienced that. Yeah. I feel like it's like people from California, too. They have this little chip. They're like, yeah, I'm yeah. from California. They think I'm they're like, so big yeah. that they like fill the room. Mm. Like, so it's a pretentiousness. Yeah. Yeah. But also, especially when you cross uh, like the interstate to go on the other side of 6th Street. Yeah. E- oh, yeah. We remember like <laughs> East 6 yeah. was like kind of grungy. Yeah. We played at a, we played at a place called, up. yeah. A, Hotel Vegas on East Sixth oh, Street. It was yeah, it was spot. a trip. Uh, East Sixth Street is a blast. I don't. I don't, only been east of. Was that thirty five? Yeah, I thirty five. Um, yeah. For like a South by Southwest like house show back in high school, but it was awesome. Like everyone was so young who was working. You can totally tell it's the new cool neighborhood mm-hmm. in Austin. So Chris, Christine, there's a lot of people <coughs> who I mean, some people listen to the show. A lot of people mm-hmm. listen to the show because. They love New Orleans uh-huh. and they come here for Jazz Fest or they come here for Mardi Gras or both or sometime during the year and they'd love to move here. Yeah. And a lot of people come here and I'm sure we all know people like that who come here and they love it and they would love to find a way to be here. Oh God, New Orleans you, sucked me in. How, did, uh, how would you tell someone to do that? Um, somebody told me if you're meant to be here, you're going to be here. 
and yeah. so I think yeah. if you are meant to be here, it's gonna happen whether or not you wanted to. What do you think? The, what do you think the push was for you that you've been here before, but this time you decide to stay and you got a tattoo the, the fleur de lis um, on your arm, which is pretty. The film brave. industry, it, like my career, just mm-hmm. got. I'm really happy right now. So I'm working at Oprah Magazine on Monday. I'm so excited. You working for Oprah? Yeah. Why? What are you doing for them? Um, I can't say. They're what coming. Makeup. To you can't s- say. It's a <laughs> secret. <laughs> they labeled it confidential. <laughs> have another <laughs> shot of tequila. And <laughs> have a glass of wine. We'll get a tattoo, and you can tell well, us anymore. about Oprah. <laughs> really? Do we're you actually we're doing a tequila infused king cake soon. So yeah. <laughs> come yeah. up with a new idea. So Oprah, you you signed an agreement that you wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. On pain of what? What could happen to you if you told us? They'll fire you, I suppose. Initially, they'll be the job. Yeah, Yeah, you'll be. be It's like when I read a script, I'm not going to tell anybody about the script until after it's like out there. Yeah, she should have never read that script. (laughs) (laughs) She's been outed. What is the? uh, What do you have to do with the soap shoot? You can't tell us who you're making up, even. No, I don't even know. I have no idea. You don't have a clue. You would have to show no. up with. Do you have the same makeup for black people and white people? Oh, yeah. I have an entire kit that I'll take. Is that right? Yeah. Black skin and white skin or a different color, you know, Asian skin or whatever. It all takes the same makeup. Uh-huh. Just different colors. Just different colors. Mm-hmm. So there's a, like a range of colors and you just pick yes. them. So you don't know who you're going to go make up. No, I have no idea. What do you think of when you look at someone's face? Not mine. Don't look at me. What do you think of when you look at someone's face? Are you looking at what they could look like if you could get your hands on them? Oh, yeah, constantly. Constantly. It's got to be frustrating a little bit. You're like, it's like when you hear a song what and you then you're about, like you, totally analyzing the this? song. I used to it's be a whole lot of things. Well, now, now when I hear a song, I'm like, oh, cool. They have like a different idea than I do, mm-hmm. which is you like can let it go. Story. Well, like I, I listen like when I listen to music now, I'm like, wow, OK, cool. You're doing something I wouldn't think of. Like that's cool. Like you, you have another like take on a point of view, or yeah. like that's a cool line in a song, or that's a really cool melody. I would not have done that, but it's cool because I wouldn't have done it. But mm. Christine doesn't feel like that. You're looking at people and you think, God, I could make you look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking anything like that? The airport is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Disneyland? It's always. Oh uh, yeah, worst. I was gonna say the amusement parks too. Like, oh wow, yeah. What are you looking at? What are you seeing? What's what's should set what's up a, a f- booth? Uh, you know? <laughs> Let's get it started. I mean, that's not a bad idea at know? all. That's not a bad idea it, it at all. It should just and be a airport. tunnel. You walk in and you walk out beautiful or something. That's a great idea. You walk through the tunnel and there's airbrush people. Yeah. I always think about those those women who wear high heels to the airport. Yeah, like, for real. Why, why did you wear high heels you to the airport? You guys sit on a plane for like show four off. hours. Yeah. Show off. Mm. Totally. I mean, of course, but like... It's a place you, to strut, man. I guess you're Big like trying to meet your husband right in first class. I guess everyone else is driving if they don't have any money. I love going to the airport and people watch. I yeah. love it. It's awesome. Yeah, no high heels in the Greyhound station sometimes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, everyone else is at the gas station. Right. Like, you gotta find I like your... the Greyhound. I just took a mega bus. Yeah. Mega bus, yeah. man. Respect. Yeah. Love the mega bus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I'm all about that second. It can be a dollar. Yeah. 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 Me about that. Okay, we, we, we have to get out of here, but this is a good oh, well. place to leave. What is the mega bus? Uh, it's like Greyhound, but a little cheaper. Yeah. A double decker. cheaper. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> and you get it in the UK, like, too. It's like yeah. literally like it cost me $30 for a Greyhound to get to Dallas to see this asshole. And then uh, it was like $5 mega bus. What's the difference? What don't you get on the Megabus? I mean, Greyhound is hardly the less of luxury. It's exactly the same thing. It's the same. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. the same thing, except actually, Megabus is a double-decker bus, so mm-hmm. I can sit up in the second story and be like, wow, I have like a completely different view. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Back to school for you. Smelting. girl shirts. So where do we get? Can you get that in New Orleans? The Megabus. Yeah. It goes through New Orleans. Where do you get it? At the I, I've actually never taken one here. I only take them. Well, I've only taken them in in, in England. I mean, you're on tour. Yeah, hmm. but they're great. Mm-hmm. Super solid. Well, Especially that's something that we've learned today. Who's going to play the uh, outro for me today? You guys, you guys going to play? Okay, the Ark Animal is going to play us out of here. Give me something that I can like talk over and sound like a professional radio type person. You know what I mean? Are you alluding to the idea that the no, I wasn't intro saying, no, is no, 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 I'm just suggesting, I'm reinforcing it, you know, that's all, just a little direction. Okay. Because Mitch Foreman is usually playing on the piano by this point and oh. playing me out, so yeah. just give me some, The columns know, nice. looks a little different than the last time I was here. Well, this is, next week we're going to be doing our show live at Casa Borrega, which is on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard. That sounds delicious. And that's a, such a great place. I'm looking oh. forward to doing the show there. It won't be quite the same as hanging out in my dining room, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. 
We're going to have to have you okay. guys on our TV show. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Send us some students. Yeah. We need music videos. We would like a music video for every song we have. Well, you come I'll be on our TV show. Let us put you on television. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then I'll send you guys some, some students that can cool. shoot you guys. Okay, Dana, stop playing so I can get through this, would you? Well, that's happy hour for today. Thanks so much for joining us. My special guest, this sounds very professional, my special guests on Happy Hour today have been Keith Allen Morris, filmmaker and professor of film at Dillard University, Christine Fitzpatrick, a hair and makeup artist specializing in film, TV and radio. Oh, hang on, that's not right, is it? Film, TV and print and uh, the Oprah magazine coming out. We'll look forward to that as well. Andrew Duhon, our resident troubadour, otherwise known as Happy Hour troubadour, has been with us as well today. Always a pleasure. As well as the Ark Animals. Who are playing us out, Matt Safarian and Dennis Sager. And their album, Waiting for Marriage, is available wherever good downloads are sold. Our show is produced today by Graham DePonte, Melinda Hawes, Trish Kaufman, Anish Karun, and Elizabeth Fahey. Chris Kehoe is our associate producer and technical director. Christian Unruh is our music director. Dr. Cliff Brigden is the doctor, our web designer, and link to the real world. Our theme song is normally written and played for, played by Mitch Foreman. But in this case, the Ark Animals are playing a song which, should we mention the name of it? Uh, cities. Cities. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit upright for approximately an hour, drop us a line. Our web and email address is on our website. You can check out our other happy hours and our other shows as well. Out to lunch with Peter Rusciutti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Win-win. Our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wynn and Chi Wynn. And Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. They're all on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and sign up for our mailing list at our website, itsneworleans.com. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, thank you for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us if you'd like. That would help other people find us. Next week, our show is going to be live from Casa Borrega. A brand new bar, restaurant, and music venue in Central City, New Orleans on Aretha Castle, Haley Boulevard at Felicity Street. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting. For itsneworleans.com, for everybody here around the table and everybody back at INO offices, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. <laughs> Play one more note. Beautiful. <laughs>